whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brant, welcome back to the speakeasy. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Back under normal conditions and back to, to taste something, a brand we haven't tasted. Or even, I don't know if we've mentioned this brand. You know what? I, I don't think we have. We don't. We don't have a lot of Irish whiskey, and we're going to drink some Irish tonight. So this is a well-known brand, mm-hmm. but this is one of the better bottles of that well-known brand. So to, here to enjoy that with us is uh, two guys from Three Sheets of the Mouse, um, my friends, your friends, Tim and Adam. Hello, everybody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> are, you, are you a shark wearing a cowboy hat? I am. I'm channeling <laughs> Toy Story 4 just opened, so... That's right. You gotta, you gotta channel uh, the, the so, toys. So tonight we're going to drink some Tullamore Dew 14. Now, I will applaud Tullamore Dew for one purpose only. At least right now, until I taste this whiskey. Uh, Tullamore Dew has the greatest ad campaign ever. Because there was a, there was a commercial where they had basically four guys uh, celebrating someone getting married... Out in the Irish rain, singing eh, a Scottish song, The Parting Glass. And I love that song. Robert Burns' The Parting Glass is one of my favorite songs of all time. And so Telemore do use that in their campaign. I know exactly what you're just, talking about. It, it just fits perfectly. And the, uh, I'll, share, I'll share it to the Facebook group. It's a beautiful campaign. It's a beautiful ad. You kind of get a little misty-eyed. Yeah, at the uh, I don't watch at TV. The end, I'm at sorry. the end, the guys sit down on an old stone wall, wall and uh, the guy catches the rain in his full circle brim hat and pour, mm-hmm. pours a little bit of the rain off the brim of his hat into his glass of Telemore and, and swigs it down. It's just like, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. 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 So tonight we're going to drink that and uh, see what we get. So uh, I'm going to head to the bar because Jeeves is still on vacation. And we're going to call this an extended vacation. I think um, you better... Dude, he quit. You better put out a APB on, on that jet. <laughs> you can yeah. reclaim it. <laughs> it's going to be expensive. Uh, yeah. Expensive vacation. There's a show on, on AWE Network, re- Repoing Jets, or yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you need to go and hire those guys to go get it back. I think we might, might, we might need to, because, 
Yeah, we're out of we're the gonna just We're going to just call OnStar and get them to shut it, shut it down. OnStar. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you don't have the app on your phone, Find My Jet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we know where it's at. We, need that we one. know where it's at. All right, I'll be back. Yeah. We know where it's at. It's just, uh, can we, do we have the heart to leave him stranded on an island? Uh, he seems to he be left happy you there. All stranded. Well, the good news, Brant, is that it's it's got an autopilot. So as soon as we touch <laughs> that that little button on the app, yeah. it comes back to us. Yeah. You do realize that autopilot doesn't mean it can take off by itself. Oh, no, we have a special jet. Special jet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we have a special. Is, we have the night rider. Is it a Tesla jet? <laughs> it can park itself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Wibbly wimily timey wimey yep. stuff. <laughs> All right, so it's bigger let's, on the inside. I'm gonna pour you guys some telemordu here. Here you go, Tim. Thank you, Adam. Cheers. And Brent. Got a big pour. Yeah, well, I like you. <laughs> Ooh, man, on the nose. That's, That's Irish. There's. No question, that's yeah. Irish whiskey. So, Telemordu, um, really, uh, not a lot. No, uh, well, here's the thing: Telemordu's a pretty big brand, but they're they're kind of like 15, 14, what is it, 12, 14, and eighteen? Don't get a lot of love. They no. don't stock the shelves so, pretty, so, pretty often. So green label original is is what you see. And the crazy thing is, is in, especially in America, um, unless you're at a boutique or a, a kind of a whiskey centric store or, or bar, you're not going to see the age statements. You're not going to see any of the other special specialties. Um, Raglan Road and Disney is one obviously that has all the Irish, so they have all of this. Uh, they even have a flight that you can taste the Phoenix and some of the higher the higher marks on but the crazy thing is is Telemore Dew does well uh, overseas which I mean in Ireland of course all Irish whiskey does well but in America um, I mean there's just no beating Jameson in the Irish category it's not going to happen it never will yeah. happen no one's going to top them I don't know I, right. I don't remember the exact exact specs but I think from what I remember James, let's just say like Jameson owns Jameson original green label is 91% of the Irish mm-hmm. the Irish whiskey market in yeah. in America. And then yep. Jameson Black Label is another 2% and Jameson Castmates is another 2%. So Jameson portfolio has 95% of all Irish whiskey in America and then everyone else that you've ever heard of makes up the last 5 5%. So Tullamore is a triple distilled which is classic for Irish malt whiskey. Um, it's a single malt, which has been aged for 14 years. Now, this one starts in ex-bourbon barrels and then is finished in four different types of casks. So, uh, after they age it in, um, in ex-bourbon barrels for 12 years, the next two years, they basically divide this up, um, for at least a minimum of six months to up to two years in first or that really they divide it up and they they blend these all together but ex oloroso sherry butts which are, is kind of like a long um half barrel ex port pipes which is a really really short um uh or narrow but long barrel 
and then X Madero drums, which is the really, really wide barrels, for a minimum of six months to a full two years for the perfect balance, then bottled at 41.3%. So there's a lot that goes into to the aging of this, not just 14 years in X bourbon and then released to the public. There's a good blend that goes into this with sherry, port, and Madeira. Yeah, and Scott, so something too about their range that's a little different is this is one of the only, um, well, I say one of the only, but it's, it's one of the single malts that they do. Um, yes. They have, they have other blends in the range, but this is an actual true single malt Irish, Irish whiskey, which um, is kind of fitting. You know, we just talked about some American single malts um, on, on recent episodes. And this is a, a true single malt from Ire- from Ireland, so very very close to same. Well, well, same truly, <clears throat> this this and the eighteen are their only single malts. Everything else is a so everything else is yeah, a, it's a every, blend. Everything else is a blend. Yeah. So, um, all right, so guys, dig in. Let's uh, let's get some notes on the snows here. It almost smells like a wine. Yes, it's vibrant. It's very, vi- very vibrant and lively. It's a little bit too much burn, but it reminds me of almost like a, a decent red. Um, lots of apples. You want to get? Yeah. You guys ever been to um, a Portuguese Wadizio restaurant? Yes. And yes. for dessert, they serve you the grilled pineapple. Oh yeah, yeah. no tropical cool. yeah, with the chambord. And they they light they light the chambord on fire. Definitely some tropical fruits on this one. That's what it's this that's what it smells like. Yeah. Brent, what do you got? See, I, I get that. I do get just the the kind of classic oak oak and vanilla, and I think it's from the long life in that bourbon cask, right? I mean, it's been in bourbon oh, yeah, cask no. for twelve vanilla, years. Vanilla vanilla oak is definitely there. But I also get a very strong cherry smell. Ooh, cherry. See, I see more of the tropical fruit. Yeah, yeah I definitely smell that pineapple. A lot of apples. Uh, there is a little bit of a burn there on the nose. For for, burn. for a forty-one percent, it's got a little bit of a kick to it. I mean, the nose doesn't really dis- no. explain the taste most. No, of the we'll time f- anyway. and we'll find that out in just a minute. Mm. Oh, I like that. Ooh, I really fruit, like that. That is rich. Fruity. Wow. Yeah. You're very fruity. That is that has got some nice really like sweetness. Brent, every time you say that, I just want to say, would you call me? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's a little this, joke from when we were sitting at uh Wolfgang Puck's restaurant. This one is <laughs> this one is fabulous. Man. No, I like oh, this, this is really good. This is nice and rich. There's more the oh. apple in the taste. Oh yeah, lots of. It tastes apple, apricotty, apricotish. Lots of orchard <clears throat> fruit on this one. Mm-hmm. This is classically Irish. Yes, I like that. Like you think of the 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 basis of Irish whiskey that apples and and orchard fruits and that buttered biscuit. This is nice and oily. It is rich, sweet. The layers <clears throat> of fruit and oak just marry together perfectly. 
Yeah, it's extremely well balanced. Not much burn. Well, the no. sherryness definitely pulls out. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is why sherry finished whiskey is the best whiskey. This is really good. I will I will argue sherry with port, but that's just my my personal. It's, but yeah. this has some of that in there. I like port. Yeah, too. it's got some port pipes. Port pipes. Yeah. This, this has got the kids are calling them nowadays. Yeah, this has got a this has got a, a peppery. I'm kind of jumping ahead, but kind of a peppery finish. It does. Yes. Little bit of like white pepper, not black pepper, but like more yeah, like the white mild, pepper. Mild pepper. It's more on the tongue than an actual heat in the chest. Yeah. If that makes. Oh, sense. N- there's no heat in the chest. There's no burn on this no. one in the chest. This is all on the tongue. It's in the tongue and the back of the throat. Mm-hmm. And that's where it stops. You move this around your tongue, and it's so creamy. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. So, all right. So this one, honestly, on the nose, and you know, short notes on this one. Fruity and vibrant on the nose, mm. rich on the taste, little bit of perfect pepperiness on the finish. This is a great whiskey. I really this like is really it. good. Like the pepper is kind of crazy because I. It's not something I u- I'm used to getting out of a single malt, but I guess it's maybe because it's the barrel, so many barrel finishes, yeah, and so many barrel finishes. See, this one reminds me of Deanston uh, 14, or no, Deanston 15. Uh, it's got that nice white peppery finish, light on the light on the palate, not overly heavy. It's got a good tropical fruit feel to it. I love this one. Tim, what about your notes? What do you what do you got here? Definitely the pepper. Which is crazy for a single one, I'm telling you, I just it's it is. It's got a very, very long finish. You can definitely yes. taste the wine influences because you get a lot of some, this is a lot of great flavors to it. You get grape? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely get like a white grape to it. <clears throat> There's almost like oh, a... Like Welcher's white grape? <laughs> well, not that sweet. A little bit more fancy than Yeah. <laughs> like a Schmuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it definitely has gonna, like a nice... Uh, and this is where the Madeira cash comes in. It's got that nice, like, uh, light, fruity dessert wine, almost. Yes, very much so. It, you can tell it, it was definitely aged in some wine. Yeah, the Madeira casks uh, definitely shine through on the finish, uh, that, that sweetness. I, I really like this one. I got a hint of tobacco a minute ago, but... So did I. I th- it's gone. The it's first like cigar, sip I did. Like a yeah. good cigar. There's definitely pipe tobacco in there. Man, all right. Um, since we're just doing a short pour, uh, let's let's take a moment to uh, to give some numbers on this one. So, Adam, we'll start with you. I'm afraid. So, start with somebody else. How about that? Okay, apples? fine. <laughs> you know, since this one has nice apples. Um, Tim, what about you? I'm a huge fan of Irish whiskeys. Oh yeah. Um, my favorite being Dead Rabbit, but mm. this is up there. Oh, this, um, 
I'll say I'll say this, Tim. This rivals Green Spot. It does, and I just finished my Green Spot like two days ago. This rivals Green Spot. Green Spot. I'm gonna give it an 88. Damn. Yeah. It's good. It's really it's good. Really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna echo Tim. I think this to me is an 89. I really like this whiskey. I I like Tim have a soft spot for Irish whiskeys, which I never really knew about until about. Uh, two years ago and the more I've drank Irish whiskey apart from Jameson which I think is good but harsh and there's some better Jameson bottles in in their collection um, getting to Green Spot Red Breast 12 Green Spot Yellow Spot uh, I'm excited to try the Red Spot as soon as I can find it oh you should have told me oh, you've seen it find you've it? seen it what yes Red Spot they had it at Princeton. I mean, at um, Pocono. Oh, yeah. I've yet to see it yet. It's 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 kind of brand new back to the market. They they discontinued it for a yeah. while. Um, I love Irish whiskey, so I'm going to give this one an 89. So, Adam, now you have a baseline. What do you got? I'm giving it a strong 88. 87-88 for me. I really like mm-hmm. this. This is something that I would buy. I enjoy the flavors on it. I enjoy the complexity of it. There's, I can picture partnering partnering this one with food, just to seeing what other additional flavors I would get mm-hmm. from it. So there's a lot of playing room with this. I like, I really enjoy this one. I truly like yeah. it. Yeah, excellent whiskey. Uh, Brent, what about you? So I'll be the I'm gonna be the caboose and party kind of party pooper on this. So it, I do I do enjoy it as an Irish whiskey. The problem with me, with Irish, is that I never think about Irish as a sipping whiskey. And this, you know, with the age statement, it's kind of the first time that you get an Irish whiskey that makes you want to chill, you know, sit down, drink it neat, or drink it on ice and actually sip it. When I think of Jameson or all the other crap that's out, I mean, you're slamming it, you're shooting it, you're putting it in a car car bomb, you're doing an Irish coffee with it. You know, whatever else. I, I never think about sipping Jameson um, or anything like that. So it always kind of, always, that's kind of cool to have an Irish whiskey like this that has an age statement and it's doing something a little bit more uh, detailed with being a true single malt and all the, the different uh, finishing cask. However, something about this on my palate is just so peppery and over peppery, and I don't. You know, I don't know if it's one of those barrel finishers or what it is, but that flavor sticking out so much on the finish kind of hurts it for, hurts it for me, but not bad. I'm gonna give it an 86. I think it's solid. Um, Still decent. It's like I said, it's solid. Um, the only reason it didn't get an 88, 89 was just it's kind of that crazy pepper just is out of nowhere. I don't get it. I don't want. Oh, see, I, I love that because that reminds me of a lot of Highland malts. That ginger, that could the be ginger the, pepperiness. The, the Madeira barrel finish. Oh, yeah, it's definitely the Madeira. Let's give it that peppery. Um, very good. A lot good. of Spanish wines have that peppery. Yes, very true. I didn't even think about that. You're 100% yeah. right. Um, now, this one ranges around $70 to $80 a bottle. It's not awful. Not bad. Not bad. Considering like a uh, Glenfiddich. 14 Caribbean cask would will run you about 
65 to $70 a bottle. How much should Red Spot run you? Red Spot should be, so Red Spot's 15, that should probably run you about 109, 110. Right now they have it for 129. Uh, hold off, it's new. Uh, it, it's de it'll definitely come back down to where it should be, but Red Spot should be about 109, 110. Okay, so I'm because gonna... because honestly, like between between the two 15 year olds, Red Breast uh, 15 and Green Spot or Red Spot 15, I'd probably go Red. I'd probably go. Well, red I, I routinely see Yellow Spot for. That price point. Yeah, red, yellow spot's about one oh, about a hundred, ninety nine to a hundred, uh, and that's twelve year old. So I wonder if that's gonna if when the red spot price comes down, if that's gonna affect the yellow spot price at all. Oh, I hope so, because yellow spot's really good. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I like green spot too. So I like Irish whiskey. I really do. So do I, I like the spots. Yeah, I even like the dots. The dots and the spots. <laughs> dots are great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been rationing our dots because we have a bag in a quarter. Left. We have we have a slew of dots coming to the house in the next couple of days. <laughs> Between Andrea ordering dots on Amazon and uh, <laughs> them getting shipped to us from God. fellow sheeters, uh, yeah, we have a slew of dots. Man, thank dots, God because they're amazing. Dots and bourbon would probably be pretty good. Oh, I, actually, dots and a Chardonnay. Oh man, yes, the butteriness. Uh, we have, yeah. yeah. Have to, with the mustard, though, there's like a yeah, lot of mustard. Yeah, but I mean, no. Oh, the butter. There's, Adam, I did research. There's no mustard in dots. No. But what's in it that gives it's it that? Butter it's butter and a the, season blend. It's a ranch it's a seasoning season blend. blend. Yeah. But the seasoning blend could have mustard no. seed. I bet you, I bet you that. Uh, no. <laughs> I bet you that mustard seed is not a seasoning. <laughs> Just let it be. <laughs> uh, dots would go really, really, really good with an oaked Chardonnay. I agree. Ooh, an oak, the wood. Oh, oh yeah. I've, I've had it with beer. I've had it with beer bourbon. Tastes good with beer. Really I haven't had it with bourbon yet. I've had it with. I've had it with hot mustard. I've had it with cheese. Yeah. Yes. Tastes good all around. You know, officially dots. Would you? Could you on a boat? <laughs> so, <laughs> would you eat dots, dots with a goat? Dots have now <laughs> infiltrated both three sheets and BSEA. There you go. <laughs> Yay, dots. Yeah. If you don't like dots, you're wrong. Yep. <laughs> all right. So look, as we finish up tonight's show, um, Tolan Mordu, very good. Definitely go out and get a 14. Scott, so I might have to now. You can cut this. Have to hunt you this cut this out or edit. Um, big announcement from Buffalo Trace about a massive uh, expansion. Do you want to talk about it in this, or do you want to do another quick short pour? All right, so let's let's talk about this. Yeah, Buffalo Trace, thank God, has invested what one point three, one point two billion dollars. Yeah, billion dollars. And it's all the money they made off of Blanton's in the last yeah. three weeks. But here, yeah, right. But here's the <laughs> awesome part: one hundred percent infrastructure investment. Mm -hmm. So all okay. all warehousing, bottling is fifty million dollar bottling assembly. Yes, warehousing, nice. new barrels, barreling storage. New, I think they all actually also said that they're going to open up a new distillery line as well. I thought I saw in here a new um, copper column. Yeah, so they're going to have a new. Cooling tower, 
Um, so new cooling towers that chill the water used for grain cooking. So more on the pr production side and more on the storage and aging side and then bottling side is where uh, where they're sinking in the money. So I guess they have the, the facilities to produce. Uh, I mean, they're, you know, they actually need to distillate, but more, I guess, on prep, warehousing, and bottling. So currently, uh, well, before this, this program began, Buffalo Trace had 26 warehouses. Uh, right now, they're on 29, and four more are being built right now. Yeah. So we're about to hit 30... 32, 33 warehouses Jeez. by the end of 2019. Yeah. So now, and this might be a, a noob question, which is fair because I'm still relatively a noob, but what does this mean for some of the harder-to-find Buffalo Trace products? Will this make this more readily available, or would it make it well, harder to get? I, I think I think what, it, what it's going to do is it's going to stay the course for uh, the antique collection, the William LaRue's, the Stags, the Eagle Rare Antique, those are all going to be the same volume they produce year in and year out. But what that's going to do is that's going to allow them more leeway with like regular Buffalo Trace. Blends, blends, gold, Weller. You see, but I would love to see a bottle of Antique in Pennsylvania. It has not happened yet. I don't. Yeah. I can't even go on the website and get it. I mean, and this is what I'm saying. If you happen to live in a state that it's easily accessible, you're golden. But if you live past a certain line, you're not getting anything. Or what is happening is, is the that stuff that Scott's talking about is already laid down. That shit's. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about 18 and 17 and 16. That's oh, all. That's all laid down. What they want is they want to ramp up the production on the four and six year turn and burn. The the Buffalo Traces, the E. H. Taylor Small Batch, uh, stuff like that. The and the, honestly, the the well products that they that they make in there. They're making benchmark there that they probably make oodles of money on on a two-year-old probably two-year-old bourbon that they're just making so much so much money on uh those products but it's really those products that are in that that four-year to six-year age mark that they want to have more production and be able to produce and turn over turn over quicker because that's the that's the sweet spot the shit that takes 10 years and 16 years and 17 years. I mean, uh, be honest, Pappy Van Winkle is an advertisement. That doesn't make them money. No. It's not even that good. But it's an adverti it's an advertisement. I mean, you got to think. Oh, yeah, without Pappy a doubt. Pappy 20 year is a $270 bottle. They waited 23 years to make $270 off that off that bottle. And they lost probably half the production in that 23 years that they were waiting to, to angel share. That doesn't make money. That advertises the distillery. That advertises Buffalo Trace. Advertises the portfolio. And honestly, they, where I'm from, they use it to leverage business for everything else. You want Pappy, you want Pappy Van Winkle? You need Buffalo Trace in your well. You need Buffalo Trace on your menu. You need Buffalo Trace yeah. in your old-fashioned. You need Sazerac Rye in your, you know, your Rye Manhattan. And your, you know. it, it's marketing like anything Absolutely. else. And if you want that name, you're going to need to pay for it. Oh. But what they, want, what they but want like, is they want to make sure they've got plenty of 
Buffalo Trace product and plenty of Sazerac rye and plenty of E.H. Taylor small batch and all those all those other things that they're going to start they're going they're seeing the trend of those younger bourbons that they produce going crazy because the popularity of the distillery is like it's never been. I mean, it's the most award-winning distillery on the planet right now. It's the hottest thing. I mean, Buffalo Trace yeah, but Buffalo Trace regular up here is hard. To yeah. Find. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here, so, here I mean, too. You that, don't, you don't yeah, find but, it on the shelf. It, it comes out, it comes out okay. mid month. It's on the shelf from mid month for seven days, and it's gone for twenty one days. And it comes yeah. out for seven. Okay. You know? And I'm just asking because I don't know, like if if it's like this every place else. Because Pennsylvania has very strict liquor board laws, and it's it, just it's no, weird it, it, it is, and it's just it's the bourbon phenomenon that that people don't <coughs> people don't understand. And I think it, the only thing you know, everyone is talking about the next one to burst is tequila, and the only thing that's um, I'm hoping that tequila takes away from bourbon soon. Tequila, te- it's not. Well, tequila's to. gonna. It's not going tequila to. Tequila going to, and I'll tell you why. Because tequila, the aging is way less, because it only takes a couple years to make an uh, añejo tequila, but it takes ten years to grow that plant. That's the problem. Corn, wheat, rye, barley, one one season. So every year yeah. we got product. Yeah. Tequila takes well, seven I, to I ten years bourbon- to make to make the plant. For tequila, so the same thing's going to happen. Tequila's going to people are going to start drinking aged tequila, and then they're going to go, "I need more, I need more." Well, we can't get you more. We're still waiting on the on the plant. So that's what happened with yeah. you know, that's what happened with bourbon. That's why I think they're going to have a harder time with tequila, though. So I think bourbon is more of a user-friendly product because there's 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 always going to be the te- tequila is a lot of people think of tequila, they think of white tequila, right? And you think it's a white clear liquor? You're not looking at that age statement tequila. Bourbon's always been brown. Yeah. I mean, it's always been a brown liquor. It's always been a little bit more intimidating. Now but, it's gotten more. But think it still takes ten years to make that white tequila. Oh, I know. And and it still takes but about the, five or six to make that bourbon. And and the vodka bubble popped a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, it did. Yeah, because they started Thank they started God. fucking flavoring I mean, everything. And right, it's well, a that was very, it. That's, suit that's, and everyone still thinks that that's. And the, a good vodka you can't taste. A true vodka you cannot taste. You should not be able to taste yeah. your vodka. The best, the best you don't. So, I I think your next bubble might possibly be gin. Oh, I like gin. Oh. Because there's a lot of different things you can do with gin by adding different botanicals. Yeah. And it's still a relatively untapped market, but it's getting more and more popular. Yeah. I mean... Whereas tequila is an acquired taste. And, and, and certainly sipping tequila is an acquired taste because it's not like sipping tequila is readily... Readily accessible to the new tequila drinker, like the new. Everyone thinks of tequila as margaritas, but sipping tequila is mm-hmm. a different animal. Right. So it's the same problem with rum. Rum has the same yes. issue. Where everybody thinks a rum drink has to be mixed. Well, most there are most sipping do. rums. Most do. Right. 
but there are yeah. sipping rums. The tequila suffers from the same problem. They're going to spend $90 on a bottle of tequila and then throw it in a margarita glass. So, but the good news about all this is Buffalo Trace is investing back into the whiskey business. They are um, building 30 new warehouses over the next seven years. That's amazing. So now I have a, another question. And do you think it's just going to price itself out eventually? Bourbon? I yes, think we're no. I think we're getting to that point. I think we've kind of reached a, a, a cap at what people are willing to pay for bourbon. Market burnout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do people do at this point? What do you do? They stop buying it and they start looking for other alcohols. This is cheaper. This is the exact same thing that happened with vodka. When you think about it, when you think about when all of a sudden everybody was drinking Absolute for the longest time. Yeah. Right? When you really think about it, there was one name in vodka. Everybody knew Absolute. Grey Goose popped on the market with a premium. I love Grey Goose. Nothing wrong with it. But then Belvedere popped up with the premium price. Ciroc popped up with another premium price. And all these premium vodkas started popping out. And then you had Pinnacle. What? And oh, well, exactly. That's the problem. You had the, the cheap shit coming right after and it just flooded the market. Yeah. Pinnacle, and, three olives. Yeah, Smirnoff. Smirnoff. See, well, Smirnoff was Smirnoff always there. was a good brand but, at the beginning. And I just hope but the same thing doesn't happen off. to the big bourbon houses. I'm in, in that I it became the, so lucrative to be in vodka that everybody put out a vodka. You had Swiss vodka. You had potato Tell vodka. You, what, you had though, Russian vodka. You, for, for bourbon, though, there... <laughs> I could put I could put a thirty dollar cap on bourbon and, and still be pretty pretty happy. I think there's just there's also more rules governing how yes, yes. bourbon is made. I agree. As yes. to but but I'm just talking about market burnout. I'm not even talking about like the average person where these bottles are getting to the point where they're getting ridiculous. I would say that it'll eventually I, it will I, pop soon. I would say that I think bourbon has not met its limit at this point in the market, but I think that bourbon has has basically realized we need to pump more product out and it's going to not flood the market, but regulate the market a little bit better. Because right now, bourbon is very hot. Like, bourbon and whiskey are the thing to drink. I agree. I mean, look, you don't see, you don't see any vodka podcasts. When vodka was popular, there weren't podcasts. Yeah, that's true. It was 2002, and they were mixing uh, Ciroc and Hypnotic. <laughs> yeah, but there's not one of us who can't say we don't know what Jägermeister is. Oh, I will never drink oh, Jäger again. I wish I could I'm not saying that. we're ever drinking it again. But yeah, no, I get you. you know, I get no, you. I mean, and, and that's the way I'm looking yeah. at it. When, when Jägermeister wasn't replaceable because of, of what it was. Mm-hmm. But, who, I mean, you look at the schnapps craze for a little while. Oh, yeah. Where we're going to overproof schnapps. No, schnapps was a big thing. So it... 99 bananas, rumple mints, fire water, ice water. You name it, there was 100 proof schnapps coming out in your flavor. I'm glad I missed that generation. Uh, Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, highly underrated. There are plenty of good Irish whiskeys that, uh, that really don't have that harsh palate that Jameson... The green label that everyone knows and uh, flocks to. Flock, yeah. I was gonna say knows and loves, but loves is not the right word. <laughs> they flock to. Yeah, it. they yeah. flock to it. Uh, I would Irish whiskey. Uh, 
let's go around the table and recommend an Irish whiskey that uh, that the people should go and try. Tim, what oh, about listen, you? If you can find it, fucking Dead Rabbit. Oh, Dead I mean, Rabbit is so good. Dead Rabbit. Yeah. Dead Rabbit is so good. It's Right now it's localized to New York because the guys who import it, they own a bar in New York and they actually own the Dead Rabbit distillery in Ireland. So it's kind of hard to get if you're not in the tri-state area, but it's it's spreading. Yeah, I, I exported a bottle to uh, Georgia, I think. <laughs> we exported a bottle to South Carolina and Louisiana. Yeah. Yes, we did. Hand delivered one to Louisiana. I would say yes. definitely Redbreast. Redbreast, I think, is the is a great available Irish whiskey. I think we even sent one to Tennessee too. I believe. Yeah, I think you did. I think you did. Redbreast is good. Um, Green Spot, very good. Adam, I think you'll agree on Green Spot. I was just going to say all the spots. Yeah, the spots. <laughs> Green Spot's very the good. The family of the spots. Spot I, I haven't found one that I hated yet. And so I, I w- I'm looking forward to trying the Red Spot eventually, but I really enjoy the Green Spot. That's one of my favorites. Branch, you got an Irish? Yeah, um, there's a lot out there, but one that I remember tasting that blew my mind is actually uh, Middleton Very Rare. Oh, yeah. Mm. So they, it comes out, I think it's a once-a-year release. Um, it's not cheap. Um, it's a yearly release. There is an 18 that just came out. Uh, the last one I had was 17, and it, it. I remember it was one of those Irishes where... You took the first sip and you were like, holy fuck, what did I taste? Like, it was uh, delicious, but that's not an Irish. Once again, that's kind of like what this is. It's not an it's not an everyday Irish. It's an it's a special kind of no. kind of breed. Middleton is is more of the uh, uh, the once in a while drinkers that you pull off the shelf because it's a little more expensive. I think a Middleton rare is what? Ooh, $200 a bottle. Oh, is it really? Oh, I was thinking of the. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of the. Uh, There's a regular yeah. Middleton. Yeah. Middleton the very, it's the very rare, the yearly release that is. Oh, the, the are you talking about the Crockett one? Uh, it's called. It's just called very rare, and it's called Middleton okay. very rare. It's a vintage release. It comes out once a year, and it's a it's a blend of like super rares. I don't know. I want to say it's. Um, I want to say it's Pernod Ricard, which owns. Yes. Redbreast, Jameson, Powers, and it may be a blend of. You know all, what? It may be a blend of all those whiskeys. Powers, for the money, Powers is actually pretty good. Yeah. So John Powers, John Powers is sixty to seventy dollars a bottle. Oh, definitely worth it. Um, Glendula, their sherry cast finish, excellent. Uh, they're 13 year old very very good so plenty of good Irish whiskey to to be enjoyed yeah 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 so I mean I, the Middleton for me was just something that was kind of off the chains really really interesting um, yeah no doubt I'll, I'll tell you what is off the chains is uh, this Tullamore do very very good Definitely like it. I liked oh, it a lot. Pernod really Ricard also owns Green Spot. So, Redbreast, Green Spot, oh. Powers, Jameson. There's one more in there. That may be it. So, if you do have an Irish whiskey that you love, share it on the face 
Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash BSEA podcast. So definitely go check out the Irish Whiskies and definitely, if you can find it, Tullamore 14. Highly recommend. So, ladies and let's so let's end uh, the night, Scott, like we end uh, every night with our club mission state statement. If you came here to learn, drink what you've learned. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came here a stranger, may you exit as a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink, drink up. up. Cheers. Sluncha. Cheers. Cheers.